1: It's Gray Bar Sports Open Line hanging out with you here on a Wednesday night. We'll get back to Cardinals baseball in just a few moments, but right now we're going to shift gears talk some uh, MLS soccer as the MLS All-Star Game is going on this evening. It's going to be starting momentarily in Washington, D.C., and we will head to our nation's capital and welcome in national soccer writer Charles Boehm. Uh, You can read him uh, a number of places, including uh, mlssoccer.com. Follow him on Twitter at CBOEHM. Charles, thanks for taking some time with us today. How are you?
0: Always a pleasure, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: So uh we I saw the uh, starters for uh tonight's game and uh City SC is represented in the starting lineup with uh Roman Berkey in goal.
0: Yes, uh, another another Garland I guess we can say for for St. Louis City in their inaugural season. Uh Burke has been one of the best shot stoppers in the league. Uh you can see the effect he has on the team. Yeah, the, the both leadership and performance and um and he's uh I think enjoying the all-star experience so it's a, a another feather in his and the team's cap.
1: yeah there's been some uh some skills challenges and things like that that have been going on it's a it's it's an interesting time for mls because you go into the all-star break and then you've got the uh, the league's cup breaks so there's no mls action for for about a month do you like the way the the schedule plays out in this way
0: I think, uh, I think it's a little early to say, to say whether I like it or not because uh, there's so much uncertainty. We, we've never really done anything like this. And conversations that I've, I've tried to kind of bring up the league couple of possible with uh, some of the interviews I've had this week with players. And I think there's a wide range. Some players are curious. Uh, for some situations, you know, you may be having a rough season in the league and then uh, a couple of wins and you can get something out of it. And there's the cash prize at the end of all this. And I think everybody realizes that it's a high priority for the league. Uh, that it's kind of a, a long-term uh, project that they want to do to, to build the ties with Big MX and, and kind of fuse the two fan bases to some extent. Um, but it's also the dog days of summer. This is when the, the the wear and tear of the season mentally and physically starts to take its toll. So the like, players are always worried about fixer congestion and, and trying to figure out you know, where where they need to be sort of in their form and their fitness. So so we're, we're, we're in a wait-and-see moment, I would say. But it's hard to think of a better way to to add some buzz and get people curious about the tournament than to have Leo Messi making his debut on opening night.
1: So um, in St. Louis, we have a lot of very savvy soccer fans, but there's also a lot of people that are kind of coming along and and learning about the game as they become fans of of City SC. And one thing about the MLS All-Star game that's very different than other North American professional sports is it's not – Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. It's not picking teams. It's not you know North America versus the world or any of these things that we're used to seeing in All Star games in the United States. Instead, it's an MLS All Star team facing off against a uh, a team from another league. And for tonight, uh, it's going to be Arsenal from the English Premier League. Is this a is this good? Is this bad? Like what? It's very different, I think, for North American sports fans to see an All Star game played with this kind of format. Yeah, and I think that that's
0: part of the idea to, to having these guest teams because MLS by nature uh, as a, a North American league in a global sport kind of has its foot in two different environments, right? And this is a way to bridge that. So they, they I think they realized that they were able to create a spectacle that was – Beneficial for MLS players, MLS VIPs, and corporate sponsors, while also connecting to the global conversation. So when Arsenal comes, you know they bring their press pack of you know mo- you know mostly dom- dominated by the London publications. They've also got a global fan base. They have their own desires for you know building their name elsewhere, and so you kind of have this synergy that comes from you know both domestic and international coming together. And I think you do hear talk of people saying that, you know, the league has matured enough to where we can go back to the East to West format, but it's been almost 20 years now. And I don't see it happening just because you still, you kind of tap into a different market and a, a different conversation when you do it this way. Do the players like it? You know that's an interesting interesting question. One players always like it because it usually attaches to their bonus structures, right? So there's there's a financial uh, reward as well as a prestige reward to getting named to the all-star squad. And in some cases it it can actually kick in other contract uh, bonuses in, in terms of, you know, year over year stuff. So short answer is yes. Some players like it more than others I think because there's guys that love the stage, there's guys that love to Kind of do something different and and be in the sort of a VIP environment with, you know, surrounded by other elite players. Uh, in some cases, you know, you, you get a little worried about uh, – some, some are worried about the, the extra mileage and the extra time and trouble. But the league really works hard to make it an enjoyable experience and something fun. I mean, for example, the All-Stars visited the White House yesterday and got an impromptu, unscheduled appearance uh, where they got a, chat to, a chance to chat with Joe Biden. They were on training on the National Mall uh, yesterday morning. So little things like that that, that make it kind of feel special.
1: Now, in, say in the baseball All-Star game, not all the pitchers pitch. Is this something where if you've been named an All-Star, you are pretty much going to get in at some point tonight? It's very,
0: very likely. They, and, they, and they definitely do their best, uh, the coaches, to, to clear it out. And there's also a very real, uh, I guess, political uh, facet to that because uh, the, the, the club coaches watching at home are, uh, are, are watching this game, some of them with a stopwatch, because they want their player to play the absolute minimum and get off the field without any injury. So you're, you're trying to get guys on, but you're also trying to get guys off. So that, that can lead the game to kind of kind of lose its way a little bit in the second half sometimes. But it also makes it kind of feel fun in the sense of like a pickup game, right? Guys are coming on. They may only have a few minutes, and they're going to they're gonna pull out the bag of tricks and do the, do the fun stuff to get some attention.
1: So City fans can expect to see Tim Parker on the field at some point tonight in all likelihood. I
0: think it's a good chance. Yes. And uh, even if some, I know there's some fans out there that prefer the, uh, their guys stay on the bench, (laughs) nice and safe, but, uh, but I'm sure I, I would be highly, highly confident that he'll be out there for a bit.
1: Taking a step back and just talking city SC, they obviously had that spectacular historic start. They hit a lull. But then they they stabilized out after that lull, and they haven't been as dominant, uh, you know, in the in the second portion of the first half as as they were right at the beginning. But they also didn't fall apart. And I know there was a lot of kind of pundits out there that thought that maybe they would really kind of fall down a hole during uh, after they were able to get past that start. What have, what has your thoughts been as this team has been able to uh, kind of rebound and stabilize and and legitimately look like one of the better teams in MLS? I
0: think on the one hand you have. The culture, the ways of working, the tactical ideas uh, taking shape and sort of sort of hitting the muscle and you know memory of guys and and everybody understands now how Bradley Carnell works and and how the system is supposed to work. Um, and then on the other side, you know, you may have you know more tired legs, you've got mileage going up uh, in the physical side, and you have op- op- opponents that are getting more familiar with how you play, right? And they're scouting you. But I think in in City's case, um, they've got a system that is really friendly to Rotation And in MLS, eventually, you're going to have to go down to your roster. You're going to have to use some younger guys or some reserves. And they have a system that gives those guys a chance to succeed. I mean, I think A.D. Jackson is Exhibit A. This is a young guy who's been dying to get his chance, been around a a couple different um, academy systems and professional clubs. He gets in St. Louis, he gets his chance, and he takes it. I mean, he's been arguably the, the club's most valuable player the last month or so. And he's not somebody that, that anybody was looking to, to to be contributing that way. So I think that's that's a credit to, to Luke Fauna Steele and, and Bradley Carnell and the kind of structure they've built.
1: The League's Cup rosters have been announced and it's interesting to kind of take a look at that. Is there pressure from MLS on teams to take this seriously and to put the, the best possible roster on the field?
0: I, I think definitely the, the league office wants this to be taken every bit as seriously as the a, as a league game that would be taking place this time of year, or if not more so but there's always a diversity of thought on that. And we're hearing some buzz and, and there are, you know, there's a little bit of conjecture, I think that's happened since the rosters have been dribbling out, seeing some reserves, seeing some guys from two teams getting elevated. But I mean, to me, that's inevitable. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you know, you're mailing it in, but I think there will be teams that, that make a, you know, pragmatic judgment that, you know, we've got to limit our risks here. We've got to rest some guys and take this moment. Um, but you know, there's, there's a, there's a, a cost to that as well. Right. Cause You've got a two game group stage. If you don't advance out of the group stage, you're you're sitting around for a few weeks and that has its own set of challenges. And I think from a bigger perspective, the league definitely wants to be as competitive as possible because if it turns out to, to have, you know, kind of a heavily Liga MX character in the, uh, the latter stages of the knockout rounds, it's, it's a bad look.
1: Last question for you. Does it, does this feel like a big event tonight from a crowd standpoint, from a buzz standpoint? Uh, it, it feels like MLS is really doing a nice job of progressing forward. Are the fans responding for this all-star game tonight?
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was checking the secondhand market for uh, for tickets earlier, and they're like two, three, four times uh, uh, list value, depending on where in the stadium you are. It's a compact stadium here at Audi Field, so uh, and then it's a very international stadium or uh, international city, I should say, in the sense that there's a lot of Arsenal fans here. There's a lot of people that take interest in this because of that their connection. Uh, and yeah, and I was at the uh, Skills Challenge last night. It was I think a bigger crowd than I and many others expected. So, you know, it's the soccer city and, and a, again an event like this really gives you a chance to connect with a wide variety of soccer people.
1: He's Charles Bohm. He uh, writes uh, from a national standpoint about uh, soccer and MLS. You can read him a lot at MLSsoccer.com. Charles, thanks so much for taking the time. Enjoy uh, the game tonight, and we'll uh, check in again with you moving forward. Sounds great. Much appreciated. All right. Very good. There's uh, Charles Bohm joining us here on uh, Sports Open Line talking a little uh, soccer. He was with us via the Quiver River Electric Gas Line. All right. So uh, we'll come back. We'll get back into uh, the Cardinals. What do you do with them right now? We'll also hear a little bit from uh, John Mosalock after he spoke with the media earlier in the week. Uh, that's all coming up. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX.